Hey there, coaches. This is Coach Tall Guy with an episode of Coach Talk. Uh, I'm the director of recreational soccer for the Edge Soccer Club. Along with Dave Roberts, we're here to do some podcasts and we have a variety of things that we try to do to help make your season a success and to help you as volunteer coaches. So with opening weekend coming up this weekend, yay, very excited about that. It's been a long time coming. I know the weather has been not necessarily real great, but it looks like it's going to be sunny skies uh, this Saturday. Um, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about how to make your game day experience a success. Now, working with these young players, these U5s through U7s, um, you're going to have a mix of ability levels. So you're going to have some kids who've played multiple seasons. You're going to have some kids who are very brand new to the sport. So you got to kind of make sure that on this opening weekend that you're really in a space mentally where you're very uh, excited. Um, So you want to make sure that that excitement pours over to the kids. You're going to have a lot of kids who um, are going to be very, very excited themselves, but you're definitely going to have some kids who are going to be super nervous. They've never played a soccer game before, so it's going to be very, very new to them. So as kids come up, it's important that you're there early introducing yourself if you haven't met your team. I know some of you have already met your team, but some of you, this might be the very first time you get to see the kids. So, you know, one of the things you can do as a coach is be enthusiastic, welcome them, you know, like, hey, Johnny, I'm so glad to see you. Can't wait to get out there and play today with you. Don't be afraid to also get eye level with a lot of these kids. Uh, When you're standing over them, that can be a little bit intimidating. One of the little things I like to do too is, you know, like if it's a girls team or a boys team, try to give them little compliments like, oh, are those some brand new cleats? I love them. Or, you know, your ball, that's such a cool ball. Or, you know, your hair looks so cool today. If Different things like that. That just helps kind of like break the ice with the player and gets them like, oh, this is a nice person. They're excited to have me here. And it's really important. Um, Some of the things when you're training your players, because the way our our club works with these younger ages, like they may not have a lot of practice time. So you might practice before you play the game. So it's important that whenever you're getting them ready for the game, like I want you to think about not doing like maybe things that you did as a kid, like these traditional warm-ups. So Like I've seen, I know when I was growing up as a player, it didn't matter what age I was, it seemed like we spent a lot of time like, okay, everybody circle up, you know, reach for your toes. All right, now we're gonna do a quad stretch or a calf stretch. And we kind of wasted some time like stretching. And I'm not trying to underscore stretching, but at these young ages, it's really something we don't need to spend a lot of time on. These kids are already pretty naturally flexible at their age. Um, It's more important that we spend that time getting them moving, getting them touching a soccer ball. So that way they get their heart rate up a little bit. But the most important thing is time on the ball. So if we're just sitting there in a circle stretching, they're not getting time on the ball. These kids at these ages need a lot of time on the ball. So let's get them moving. Let's get them active. Let's get them touching the soccer ball. Now, in my years of experience coaching different ages of kids, I would say one of the things that I see a lot out of, you know, volunteers because they're new to the game, they're really out there trying hard, is they they put the young players in, in lines. And I think the thought process is, well, if they're in lines, it doesn't look as chaotic. I feel like they're organized. And I, I get that, particularly if you haven't had a lot of experience. 
But the problem with that is you put these kids in lines for your activities and a lot of times their attention span is just so short that they're going to start to get bored or they're going to start to play with the grass or they're going to start playing and kicking away other kids balls. They're not necessarily really able to focus and just standing for a kid is, is hard because they want they want to be moving. So I would highly encourage you if you are going to have some sort of line that it's not like six, seven kids in one line. You know, if it's one or two, they're going to get more repetitions. They're not going to be so bored because they're active, because they're getting lots of turns. If possible, try to avoid lines in general. Again, getting those touches on the ball, getting the kids moving is the most important thing. And we can't really do that very well if kids are in long lines. So if you want to help yourself, try to avoid those lines. A couple other ideas for you on this opening day is you want to have some some organization there. So the biggest thing with little kids, right? You always hear this term is, oh my gosh, it's like herding cats. And you're right, it is. It's like herding cats a lot of the time. But there are some things you can do to hopefully get them organized and get their eyes on you, get them listening a little quicker. So um, some of the things I personally love to use as a coach when I have bigger groups or I have a team is a, a countdown method. So if I'm transitioning from one activity to another, or I need the kids to come in so they, they can hear my voice, see what I'm doing, I like to use a countdown method where I'm like, everybody, you have 10 seconds to get to me or five seconds to get to me and I start to count down nine eight seven and then I might throw in there don't be last all right and that little countdown helps because kids all of a sudden hear it they hear you counting down so they naturally just kind of want to get there get to you get going get focused um, I've heard a lot of coaches have success with things like they might clap three times and then say eyes on me and then that just is a signal for the kids to get their eyes on the coach because the coach needs to say something. The coach needs to demonstrate something. A lot of times I might use a different clap like and then the kids have to clap that back. And I'm just basically getting them focused with the claps and the pattern so that I get their attention. I get their eyes on me. Um, a lot of times I see, you know, coaches who are newer to the game. They might just say, OK, everybody, everybody, come on in and you know the kids are still doing activities and they're not coming in as quick uh they don't ask the kids specifically to have their eyes on them to listen and then they're wasting a lot of time between the transition from one activity to the other just because they don't maybe have some of those classroom management skills with the groups and stay somewhat consistent with it because if you're just constantly changing things up on the kids they're not gonna get it but like for me like the countdown method i use that a lot and that way the kids know like hey when coach is starting to count that means he wants us in activity wise like before your games again avoiding those lines avoiding a lot of talking so the more you're prepared with your activities the more success you're gonna have if you kind of just show up there and you know you ask the kids to do certain things you're gonna struggle a little bit um, the flow of your practice is not going to be very good. So it's important that you do have an actual plan of action for that time before the game when you're practicing. And we have a lot of tools. I know Coach Dave has a tool that I think he's told you all about, Mojo Sports. That's a good little tool where they have like 
practice sessions more or less built. They have videos so you can kind of see how it should look. Use those tools. I mean, you can always Google, you know, anything like practices for five-year-olds. You'll get a ton of information, um, but have a plan. If you're practice, like if you're coaching five and six-year-olds and you have a plan that those too elaborate so it's well above their age level so if it's something regarding like a lot of passing like it's a passing activity but it's very complex like you're gonna fail plain and simple it's just gonna fail because um most of those kids one aren't gonna have the strength or the understanding of really how to make that type of pass over a certain distance with any sort of accuracy kids are gonna get a little frustrated you're going to get frustrated because it might not be running the way you think it should run. Um, I would highly encourage you, particularly with those young age groups, the U5s, U6s, most of the time U7s, that you're not like getting into a ton of passing per se activities because that's just too complex for them. Continue to just have one player, one ball type activities, a lot of dribbling, getting them comfortable with the ball. You know, some of our U7 teams, you definitely you can start introducing a little bit of passing. U8, you can start building on that. But I would even encourage you more beyond the dribbling, which is awesome. Don't be afraid if you're gonna do something different, work on just some different ball striking for the kids, particularly with those young kids, having them just kick a ball over distance and have them explore different surfaces inside of their foot, outside of their foot, laces, maybe avoid the toes a little bit, just um, we don't wanna get there too much, but have them just striking balls. Don't be afraid to have them dribble up take some shots on goal, but there's ways of doing that where you're not in lines. Um, but I've seen sometimes coaches are very excited and they want to teach all these kids like some cool stuff. And they focus a lot on passing at these younger ages. And really, you know, it's, it's not a, they're going to need to learn eventually, but at these young ages, it's just, you're asking too much. And then we want to avoid the kids feeling like they're not having any success. We want to avoid you as a coach getting frustrated because they're failing a lot because it's just a little bit over their heads. I hope that makes sense. So more you can focus on the dribbling, the better. The, if you have a plan of action, you know your activities, you're gonna do great. Don't be afraid to use Coach Roberts' practice plans. Those are tried and true. They work for the kids. Lastly, before one of the tips and things that I use with the kids is, can you make your activities like fun and and fun is relative for some people but if you can make them kind of kid-like if you can involve some sort of story that gets them actively engaged in the activity the kids are going to really buy into that they're going to have fun with it they're going to stay excited if you can use your voice as a tool to keep the kids excited that will be awesome so raising lowering having that inflection in your voice is really important for these young kids because the kind of to be brutally honest the more goofy you can be at times and a little bit silly the more fun they're going to have them and they're going to want to come back every week to see coach like oh coach is so much fun and we're moving and those are the things that are going to excite the kids you know the game is fun you may win you may lose there's going to be lots of goals scored there's going to be a lot of parents cheering so they'll have fun there but the fact of the matter is if they want to come back every single week, you've done a fantastic job as a coach. Um, so to wrap it up, have a great weekend. Be excitable. Be friendly. Um, have a plan. Use those classroom management skills when you're transitioning. 
enjoy the day. And uh, if you ever have any questions, you can always reach out to myself. You can reach out to Dave Roberts. If you know, after your game, you're like, Hey, we had a blast. You know, what are some ideas for this? Like maybe uh, getting kids to transition down the field. Uh, do you have some other practice drills that I could use? I noticed that our kids, you know, they're just not really dribbling the ball. They're just kind of kicking the ball. What are some things that I can use to help them keep the ball a little closer to their foot? We are resources for you. So don't be afraid to reach out. Um, and then, yeah, at the end of the game, make sure that those kids just know how proud of you, how proud you are of them. Uh, you know, give them a little knuckles, high fives, whatever. If you do a really great job, you'll be surprised. A lot of those kids are already going to want to give you leg hugs and things like that. So if you get one of those kudos to you, that means you, you did a fantastic job. So, uh, this is coach tall guy. I'm out. Uh, we'll see you out on the fields this weekend. Thanks. Bye.